0: Hey, running friends. Welcome to the Wrinkled Runner podcast. I'm Sherry, the Wrinkled Runner. I'm over 50 and I love to run wherever I go, but Buffalo, New York is my home. If you are looking to start to run or you're an older runner, this podcast is especially for you. So subscribe now. I love to help people get running and keep running. Today marks the start of season six of the Wrinkled Runner podcast. We are going to talk about where to start as an older adult looking to run. No matter what the reason you may be thinking about it, the benefits should be enough to propel you forward. Things such as improved cardiovascular health, increased bone density, stress reduction, being able to move efficiently and with less trouble, all these things are so important as we get older. As of the recording of this episode, I have five grandchildren with another that should be here any day now and the seventh is due in a few months and I love spending time with those kids and part of the reason I can do that is because I run. I think a lot of us when we get older think that our decisions and path in life has already been set and I can tell you from my experience though that it doesn't need to be the case. I didn't run my first marathon until I was 50 and I didn't get my coaching certification until I was 51 and I just became a personal trainer. If any of you happen to have known me when I was in high school, you probably can't believe your ears because I hated the outdoors, I hated gym class, Uh, that was about the worst thing imaginable, besides math, and I avoided anything competitive without fail, I mean that was just how I was. And I've said this before, but when I broke my arm uh, when I was, I think, in ninth grade, it was ninth or tenth grade, um, I was actually excited because I was going to miss six weeks of gym class. Uh, so, you know, you can, you can change how you are. I also see a lot of younger adults who ran in high school or college, and they stop doing it once they leave. So in some ways, starting out as an older adult, it seems to be kind of like lucky You're discovering something that you may have more time for now as well uh, than you did when you just started, quote-unquote, as they call it, adulting these days. Of course, when we start anything new, there can be intimidation or doubts that creep in and stop us from starting, especially with something like running where we may be outside in public and having to navigate, you know, running clothes and you know things that have spandex in them and seeing younger bodies just kind of glide past it can hold us back and we don't even start i can assure you though that most people aren't watching you or critiquing you in fact most runners and even bystanders are going to cheer you on because you know we're older we're not supposed to be out there so going out for a run is in and of itself pretty impressive i think for most people so embrace that decision to start to run and go ahead and take the steps necessary to do it. So first thing I would tell you, make sure you're consulting with a healthcare professional before starting any kind of exercise program. I know that we hear that a thousand times a day, but it's actually very important. Your doctor will be able to assess any health issues that you have and tell you the best way to go about becoming more active. If you're going from total inactivity to wanting to run, I would recommend a walk to run program. Last season I did 10 weeks devoted to this and I took each week over 10 weeks and we did the RRCA walk to run program where you start running for a very short length of time and then you have a longer time walking and over the 10 weeks you eventually get to 30 minutes of straight running and that is I think the best way to start to run, it helps with your motivation. It helps things not feel so hard in the beginning. uh, And also it helps keep you from injury. Now, I also recommend before you even start that program, though, that you're able to walk for 30 minutes before you start thinking about running. So if that's a step that you need to take, that can be your first Uh, kind of out-the-door experience is starting to be able to walk for 30 minutes. Also, I uh, listened to the episode on proper running shoes. So this is really important, and I know that from some of the items that I have in my wardrobe, holding on to things forever is something that we all do. And when we're older, uh, that period of time can be stretched over a long period of time. If I think about some of the things I have, um, and then really think about when I got them that I good grief. I have some things I think that are 20 years old or even more. So that is not how we approach running shoes. So the sneakers that you may have that you're walking in or that you go, you know, go grocery shopping with, that's not going to cut it probably. Even if they are technically running shoes, the wear on them may be such that you're just opening yourself up for uh, injury if you don't have your running shoes properly fitted. And mine are a full size bigger than what I wear in regular shoes. And if they're not comfortable and the right kind of shoe for you. So listen to that episode because I give you a ton of tips on how to go to a running store and get those running shoes. You're also going to want to look into actual athletic wear. Get breathable fabrics, things that you can layer. Now, I was in Paris uh, last week, and (laughs) there actually was a guy running in his dress shirt and dress pants, like a long-sleeve, button-down dress shirt, dress pants he had running shoes on but that was what he was running and I don't recommend that um so look into some actual athletic wear in reference to things that you can layer for those of us who have hot flashes um I wear a short sleeve shirt a lot of time with a jacket when it's cooler outside that I can take off the jacket and tie it around my waist And that is a lifesaver. So even in cool weather, my husband's like, what are you doing? There are times that I just, I cannot have that jacket on. And I just want to uh, tie it around my waist. And then when it passes, I can just put that back on. So hats are also a good way to keep the sun off your head, the hair out of your eyes, or if it's windy out and cold, it keeps those ears nice and warm. There's something about running in the cold that can kind of, I don't know, I always describe it as like your earwax is freezing mm-hmm. <laughs> inside. Um, but that can be a lifesaver to, to have that hat on. So if you live in a colder climate like I do, having winter running gear is also essential. And I'm going to link you in the show notes to everything that I'm discussing here that may have some expanded information on it. Because this episode is kind of just giving you a a framework and a structure if you're thinking about going for a run. And I want to encourage you to do that. But I'm not really getting into specifics of how exactly to do that. The resources in the show notes will take you to those places. So our rest and recovery may look a little different than the younger runners when we do start to run. You may find that you need more days off or more easy days. Fatigue, little niggles, not sleeping, those are all things that happen when we overtrain. So don't ignore signals that you might need an extra rest day. This is important if you are taking um, a plan from off the internet and it tells you to do certain things, even, even a walk-run program that I recommend. It may take you longer than 10 weeks to get through the whole program. Because we may need extra days of rest and recovery. So you have to listen to your body and you have to understand, you know, a little niggle can turn into an injury which can turn into you then not running. And so make sure you're keeping an eye on that. Don't blindly just follow something and think you have to get out there and do that. Every single day without fail. Keep your doctor in the loop about how you're feeling so that, you know, you can be referred to a physical therapist if needed. There are sports therapists as well. Uh, you may have some joint discomfort, balance issues, or anything else that may come up. And having your doctor in the loop and keeping, being mindful about those things is going to help you to get over those things faster than if you injure yourself. And now we're going to have a word from our sponsor, The Amino Company. Recovery is a very important part of any training or exercise program. Recovery allows for improved performance, permits time for our body to heal itself in preparation for the next training load, and decreases the risk of potential injury. It's important to take the proper nutrition after exercise to facilitate muscle repair and reduce soreness. The good news is that essential amino acids have been clinically proven to accelerate muscle repair and growth faster than any protein source, so you can recover faster and stronger. I'm glad I discovered HEAL by The Amino Company, which is a 100% science-backed formula and was originally formulated for astronauts to maintain muscle mass in space. Taking HEAL after my training has allowed me to decrease my recovery time and cuts down on the soreness in my body. This patented, science-based amino acid blend is designed to replenish your sore muscles after tough workouts. Heal is great for post-workout nutrition and has been scientifically proven to be three times more efficient at triggering muscle growth and repair than any other protein source. You can check out their science by visiting aminoacid.com WR30. I love that it's backed by real science. It was created by former Harvard professor and world-renowned clinical researcher, Dr. Robert Wolf. As a competitive athlete, Dr. Wolf has completed 62 marathons in under 2 hours and 30 minutes, set national age group records, and is still recovering his body with HEAL at age 76. I'm pretty picky about any kind of supplement I put into my body, and I do not just accept any companies that come my way to partner up. In fact, I have been the wrinkled runner since 2018, and this is the first time I've gone forward with anyone. I've had many opportunities, but have turned down every one until now. I've been using Heal as a post-workout fuel source for six months now, and it is something that I look forward to. I love the chocolate flavor and make myself a recovery shake of coffee, a scoop of Heel, flax milk, and ice. As an older runner, I'm excited to have found something that will help my muscles recover more quickly. Heal is also made for those who are recovering from surgery, and my husband has been using it daily to help him bounce back after rupturing his Achilles tendon and getting it surgically fixed. If you're looking for a nutritional advantage for optimal muscle recovery and maintaining muscle mass even during periods of inactivity, I recommend you give Heal a try. And right now, you can get 30% off by using code WR30 when you visit aminoco.com/wr30. Head to the link in the show notes and you will also receive a free gift with every new purchase. As a personal trainer who's also a runner, or actually, more, more accurately, I'm a runner who's also a personal trainer. I'm a huge advocate for strength and flexibility training for those of us who are older. I mean, anyone really, but the older we get, the more stiff that we become. And getting stronger helps us in so many other ways, including making us better runners. But when it comes to keeping us uninjured and finding ways to keep our bones and muscles in efficient working order getting strength work and flexibility work in is a key. And you can find people who even specialize in training older adults so that you're doing everything in a safe and comfortable manner. Since most of us older runners will not be elite competitors, I find I'm able to enjoy the journey of running, uh, We can focus on self-improvement rather than who we are going to beat, although winning is fun, but at our age, it's not the be-all, end-all that it might have been when we were younger. Keep in mind also that uh, nutrition is so important as we age, and if you start to run, your nutrition needs may be a little different. So more protein in the aging body is a must, and you may need even more if you're becoming more active and that's a new thing for you. Getting good sleep is also a big deal, and I know it's annoying to be told that all the time. Believe me, because it's not like I'm staying up to watch Netflix and just not going to bed. Insomnia, for those of us who are premenopausal or in menopause, is a huge issue. And there are some nights that I'm barely getting in four hours, much less anything close to eight. Um, I don't even try to get eight. I find that six... Is good for me and maybe I shouldn't be saying that because eight is the recommended um, but I mean eight good grief that would I can't remember the last time I got eight now my husband still sleeps like the dead so maybe it's not an issue for you but if you're having trouble sleeping talk to your doctor and I'm also gonna link you to a YouTube video that I did on things that I do to try to get in a few hours more because sleep is so important um, So we should try to do what we can to get even a little bit more in. So finally, talk to a coach. Even if you're a very beginner, you can have a custom plan just for you that treats you like the individual that you are. There may be one in your area uh, that you can meet in person. Or there are virtual ones as well that will meet with you over the internet and develop a training program. Please refer to the resources in the show notes if you want some specific ways to start running. The more actively that you look into it, the closer that you're going to come to take that first step out the door. And as a 55-year-old who loves to run and goes out there all the time, I can assure you that it is a wonderful experience and you will only be the better for it. Next week, I'll be talking to you about air quality and running. Weird topic, but here in Buffalo, we are experiencing something I never remember having to deal with, and that is the smoke from the Canadian wildfires. So I'm going to tell you when it's recommended that you take that workout indoors and when it's okay to run outside if you live in a place where air quality is an issue. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you know another runner who could benefit from today's topic, go ahead and share it. Do you have any running questions? You can ask me. Email me at sherry at wrinkledrunner.com and if I can't answer your question, I will do the research to find the answer and share it with you. The questions I get from listeners like you help me develop episodes, so please don't be shy. You can sign up for my once a month newsletter using the link provided so that you can have all the Wrinkled Runner resources from the past month all in one place. I also have opened up my virtual coaching in addition to coaching one-on-one with those in the Buffalo, New York area. So head to my coaching page on the Wrinkled Runner website, which I will, of course, link to, and check out how we may be able to work together. Until next Monday, thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the run.